Hey, this is JD Buckridge, and you're listening to the Think Big Podcast. Hey, it's J.D. Buckridge with the Think Big Podcast with Higher Vision Coaching, Training, and Consulting. And I've got my friend Russell Harbaugh with me today. And so Russell hosts a great podcast as well called The Caffeinated Leader. What does that mean to be a caffeinated leader? i got to know that first and foremost. A couple different things. One, I just enjoy coffee. So anything I can do that throw coffee in there, I love it. The other thing is, is that, that I think leadership needs to be high energy. I think it needs to be high effort. I think you need to love it. And so caffeinated to me is just a word that kind of highlights that little extra effort, the high achiever, the top 15% of, of people, people that aren't just, when I think of managing, I think of just kind of drudging through the day. When I think of leading, I think of that caffeinated high energy. Oh, wow, uh, I love whether, that. Whether it's Mountain Dew, Red Bull, or coffee or tea, whatever your thing is, uh, have some energy in it. Okay. Have some purpose. So what does that look like? So, you know, we talk a lot about passion and purpose here with our organization. We teach leaders how to become that. How do I get somebody to tap into their personal passion? It really comes in. You know, Simon Sinek is, you know, everybody knows who he is from the TED Talks and from Find Your Why and those kind of things. But I really believe that's where it is. You really got to find your personal passion, which is tied to your personal why. Why do I exist? Why do I take up space on this earth? Why am I privileged with the breath I'm taking? And what am I giving back through that? And so I think once you get help somebody, that's one thing I love doing is take somebody that's maybe following the, the, the system and stuff that the, their education taught them or the places they've worked have kind of, the cultures have kind of taken them different places they've worked, they've picked up a little bit more. But when I can say, you know what, don't be a product of all those outside forces, but let those outside forces all be things that enhance and sharpen the inward who you are, that inward eye. Know why you're in it. If you're, you know, if you're just in it because you're kind of good at it, it's not going to sustain those bad days. It's not going to sustain when tragedy hits. But when you're doing what you're doing, you're tied to uh, how you're, you're entering this world, how you're providing value, creating value, and changing lives in this world is also tied to what um, drives your passion, the battery within your heart. Um, then you're going to lead with passion. You're mm. going in, to influence. And life and leadership is really about influence, right? If nobody's following, you're not leading no matter what title you get. Yeah, John Maxwell. Love it. Yeah. And so um, caffeinated is just and uh, is just... A reminder that as a leader, um, find your passion, double hook, double batteries to it, and let's go. Okay. And let's influence others. And okay. Let's inspire. So let's talk about that influencing others and, and inspiring others. So if I'm a leader of a team, let's say I have ten people that are accountable to me and that are answer to me, and I'm responsible to my leader for their production. How can I keep them motivated to produce numerically every single day for me as their leader? Uh, one, they've got to believe in you. Um, most studies, exit interviews and all those, always say that people don't uh, don't leave or quit their organizations. They quit their leaders. Oh, wow. Say that again. So people don't quit organizations. They don't quit their jobs. They quit the people they wow, work they for. Wow, they quit their leaders. Their leaders. Mm, okay. And so there's a lot of people that stay in kind of what you would say mediocre companies, but they have a great leader. 
Then there's people that'll leave and go other places, even though they were in a great company because they just happen to be connected to a leader that's stalling their creativity, their future, their growth, all those kind of stuff. Communication skills are usually the number one thing in exit interviews that people put down as their biggest frustration is just communication. And so um, I always try to, the first thing I try to teach people that are managing other people is, you, you haven't communicated when you've spoken. You've communicated when they've heard and understood. Oh, wow. And as the leader, as the boss, as the person in charge, it's your responsibility to make sure you're communicating in a way that they understand. You can't say, hey, I said it. They, you know, whatever. They're just not competent. They didn't hear. That's your responsibility to, to understand them, to know them, to go out and have a coffee with them, to, to watch them, to do assessments, whatever's needed to know your team and know if you got a, if you got 10 members of, your, members of your team and you've got to communicate 10 different ways to get the message across, guess what that's your job and that's how the people are going to feel if you start forcing other people to get in your box that's when they're going to look for other leaders and move on to other teams but if you want retention to remain positive for you and you want people that will grow with the organization people that will come up and be your next managers your next vps and that kind of stuff you got to invest time in them to knowing them um, knowing everything from what's their favorite candy bar to how they communicate to when they are harmful to themselves because they're overworking. They, they may have such a great work ethic that they need a leader that can recognize it and tell them when to take a break. Mm-hmm. When to know if they're if they're working hard but not really gaining a whole lot, not meeting their deadlines. Instead of uh, brightening them up and doing stuff to say and move them out and hire somebody else. You need to invest, okay, what's going on? It's not for lack of effort. We always look at people and think, oh, they're just not working hard. That's not, by the time people get to that level of management, they're hard workers, but they might not know the system or know how to do certain uh, time management techniques or or, uh, time blocking or something that will free up and make them most efficient. So if you'll know them, you'll interview them, you'll find, and you'll go research and find the tools and resources and stuff to equip them. Um, they'll become more loyal leaders and they'll produce more for your company than it'll ever cost you in your development of them and your pouring in. Here, here's a word that comes to my mind as you're saying this, Russell, is planning. Yes. That if, if I plan as a leader, then I can prepare for what may or may not come. I have to, I have to kind of be an observant leader. Absolutely. But if I'm going to help my team, I have to plan to help them and then I have to plan an implementation strategy like i have to help them my 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 reason for being as a leader i shared this with a leader today that i was working with that said you know your your role as a leader is to look at your people's gifts as we're identifying them and we're making notes and we're going oh i see this person is this this person is this i said you've got to sit them down and say hey i see this in you how can i help you hit your end result target by the way and in this particular instance he said i think i've got an opening to move some people around and possibly offer some promotions i said then that place you're saying hey We've got something that I think might fit you if you're interested. How important is it to keep goals, like keep keep that target goal in front of people as a leader? And what are some tips on how you can do that? I think that's probably one of your biggest thing is because the average person, all of us have been in those roles where the work's coming in like a fire hose. There's always more left done at the end of the day than what you started. Even though you worked hard, you know, you're like, man, I got more emails left at the end of the day than when I started this morning, yet I've worked all day. Right, yes. And so we can get totally uh, tunnel vision down to my email or getting this one thing or that thing and we forget the big picture that we're there to serve people or solve a certain problem that we're known for in our industry and so sometimes you got to come and you got you got to help them pull you know, grab their you may have to grab their office chair pull them away from their computer spin them around you know let's and have a conversation with them get them out of that mindset get them out of the tunnel vision do something fun 
go in the other room and toss a ball back and forth and have a brainstorming session or something. Just get it off and they'll be more refreshed when they go back. Remind them of the vision. Go and walk through your office and high five people that when you guys, what's our mission statement? They can say, give them a high five, have a $5 Starbucks gift card or their favorite candy bar because you've been paying attention. When they mention it to somebody else, you're keeping a little memo in your note. Maybe you have your whole mm. team in your thing and you have kind of your little GPS. You know what their goals are. I can't remember what, I didn't prepare for this, but the GPS, you know what their goals are, you know what their problems are. And I forget what the S is off the thing, but you keep a little GPS, little note section on each of your people so that you know those things. And when you have opportunities to bless them with that favorite candy bar, or you know, you know which ones. There's a, the thing in, in back in the church we used to do the love languages. Well, there's yeah. a thing called the appreciation languages, right? Too, and it follows the same thing. A good leader is going to take the time to get to know who likes knuckle bumps and doesn't like hugs, mm-hmm. right? Because you might appreciate them and they walk away unappreciated because you appreciate them the wrong way and you can say well they're just too touchy but a leader doesn't blame the other person a leader takes right. the responsibility that it's yeah. up to me to know my people and i think you know when you say up to you know your people is be very aware of of you know how do i communicate to this person you know i'm a real high energy guy but i've got some if i've got somebody on my team that's not like me and they're more of a just kind of soft and soft spoken i can't come and go hey what's up man that's gonna freak them out right so i've got to be able to say hey good morning how are you you know i've got to learn how my people respond. So wrapping up, three quick tips for someone's looking to enhance their management with their team right now. What would you tell them? You need, I, I would say going back to a book called The Ideal Team Player um, by Patrick Leoncini, I would say you need to work in three areas with your team. And it would be better if you could work in the recruiting them before they come. But a lot of times as managers, we inherit a team and they might not have all these. But you want a team for a great culture. They need to be hungry, they need to be humble, and they need to be smart. And the short part of that is they need to be hungry enough to, to take responsibility for their own development and for their KPIs and for the things that need to be done so you don't have to write them all the time. You need to be able to trust them when you're not there. You need to find So you need to develop that. They need to be um, humble in the fact that they can take constructive criticism, they can take coaching, not abuse, but coaching. Yeah, um, there's a difference. There is a difference. And, um, and then they need to be smart. And you need to work on this. this isn't smart as far as our IQ. I'm talking EQ. They need to have people smarts. You need to work with them. You got to tell them, hey, that's not cool to say that in a meeting because when you say that in the meeting, so-and-so over here shuts down. And you need to be aware of the room. You need to be big enough to know how, how to work with the people around you. You might be the most uh, smartest person in the room, but I don't need you on my team if, no, if everybody else's performance goes down because you're on this team. And so you need to be able to confront those three things and be working on them and find unique ways to work with each individual customer them, not make them get in your box, but work on their, their hungry. Are they hungry? Are they humble? Are they smart? And any investment in those three will be an investment into your culture and the future of your business. Awesome. Until next time, this is J.D. Buckridge with the Think Big Podcast with Higher Vision Coaching, Training, and Consulting. Hey, stick around as next time we're going to talk about effective management-driven culture. Hey, until next time, this is J.D. Buckridge, and you've been listening to the Think Big Podcast.